It is a Feedback Friday. You ask and I answer questions like, what was it like to be in person at the first day of training camp? Who are the players the Kings can't afford due to injury? Can the Kings win the cup with Jonathan Quick? Why did Brant Clark do what he did after scoring in the shootout in the rookie faceoff? And where would I rank the Kings' tandem of goalies? Plus, thoughts on the Kings' jersey. All that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you enjoy this content. We have 628 subscribers. Our goal was 600 by the end of the month, so we met that and then some. So thank you to all who have helped out by liking and subscribing. And uh, like I said, let's keep it going. Uh, Let's see if we can get to 700. Uh, by the end of October. I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I have worked in sports media for almost 30 years. In the past 20 plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick reporter, and NHL insider. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online as you cover this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. We are only two days away from the Kings preseason opener in San Jose against the Sharks. We are 18 days away from the LA Kings season opener, October 11th at crypto.com arena against the Vegas golden Knights. So it is a Friday and during the off season and perhaps sporadically during the regular season, it is a feedback Friday where you can submit your questions and opinions and we will share them on the show. So let's get right into it. Uh, Our first email comes from Zach in Tarzana. And he says, I love the pictures and videos you posted from training camp. I had to work, but I hope to get out to training camp this weekend. Just curious if you could let us know what it was like to be there. I'm so excited for the season. Can't wait for it to start. Uh, Well, uh, Zach, it is a lot to take in uh, at training camp because there's so many players, uh, a bunch of different groups involved on multiple sheets of ice uh, at the same time on occasion. Uh, And even head coach Todd McClellan uh, admitted as much in his – press conference after the first day of training camp where he said uh you know when you're watching video or you're watching a game you're usually watching one team you're usually not watching both teams and so it was a it was a bit disconcerting he was saying to try and figure out you know how to watch two teams at the same time and and I I had that same feeling as well uh you know you you have to kind of pick and choose maybe an individual player or an individual line uh, or a pairing to kind of check out and watch. So there were times I definitely did that, especially when the top line with Kevin Fiala was out there. Um, and then there were other times I just tried to kind of take it all in and just notice what I notice and observe what I observe. So it, it's a lot to take in, but it is it is uh, a lot of fun, uh, especially the inner squad scrimmages. Um, I, I think it's great if you can get out there to see these guys up close for a number of different reasons. First of all, The speed of this game, which is a huge part of why a lot of us love this game, is amazing. And to see it up close, to see how fast these guys move, 
Um, it's it's amazing. I, I mean, I play beer league hockey, and it's it's not even the same sport, frankly. Um, we it, it, and we always joke when we watch videos of ourselves. We're like, why is the video slowed down? It, it's not. It's just that's how slow we are. But we're used to watching hockey at high speed, so when we see ourselves, it's uh, it's quite hilarious. But getting up close, uh, and you can go right down on the ice uh, at the Toyota Sports Performance Center and stand right there and, and see the speed and all of it um, up close and personal. It's it's impressive that that they can do what they do at the speed they do it. Also, I think it's great to see these guys up close to remind us that they're people. Um, you know, sometimes when you watch from the 300 level or if you're just watching on TV, they kind of become just little people uh, with numbers on them. And sometimes you forget that these are actual human beings. I don't I don't know if that seems weird for me to say that, but that's I, I sometimes even I need to be reminded that. And and I look, I get special access to go into the locker rooms and even just being in there talking to specific guys, you you get the the feel of personalities of other players that you normally don't get to see. Uh, I wish we got to see more of it, frankly. I think it would help sell the game a lot more because, you know, hockey players have a reputation of being very vanilla and uh, they don't say a lot of exciting things. The reality is behind closed doors, uh, hockey players are some of the funniest guys with some of the biggest personalities you would ever meet. And some of them are uh, very funny and some are very dirty. Uh, I don't mean dirty as in, you know what I'm saying? They're, they they use a lot of colorful language for the, for the stuff they say in interviews is so blah. The stuff they say uh, off the ice and on the ice is quite different. Uh, miking up a hockey player, if you could listen to it uh, unfiltered uh, and uncensored, uh, is something else. Um but just getting back to what it was like to be at training camp, um, I don't want to say this. I hope this doesn't sound too, I don't know, uh, uppity of me or whatever. But there was a there was a table set up for the media people to sit at. And it was on the other side of the glass that is closed off. And so it, it was a little warmer up there. And there's a table for you to sit on with your laptop. But I wanted to hear the sights and the sounds of it. That's one of the really cool things about hockey for me, and especially at training camp, because there's not as much crowd noise. There's not music being played. You can really hear the skates hitting the ice, cutting into the ice. You can really hear the puck hitting the end boards off the post. You hear the guys chatter, all the talk that goes on on the ice and from the bench. I, I And the coaches yelling at, at them, too, as well as far as instructions during drills. That's something that if you haven't experienced that, I think you'll really enjoy that. It's a lot of fun. So I sat in the stands uh, instead of behind the glass because I wanted to hear all that. I wanted to, and even kind of just feeling the the chill of the ice surface, if you will, is uh, something that makes you feel like, hey, it's hockey time again. We're back at it, and uh, and really excited to get the season started. I, I know that I look. I work an overnight shift. I went right after work to training camp. I didn't go to sleep, and so I was kind of dragging. But once I got in there. Uh, the excitement of the atmosphere, it, it woke me up and I was I was feeling good and, and happy about it. And also props to Kings fans. The first day of training camp was 10 a.m. on a Thursday. And there were a lot of people out there. There were a lot of Kings fans out there. I know they did some special things for season ticket holders if you were able to make it out. So it was cool to see that there were uh, a lot of Kings fans able to make it out um, at a time when it's difficult for a lot of uh, teams to get out there. So, Zach, I hope you get out there to training camp and check it out. It is it is a lot of fun. It really is. And it connects you, I think, more with the, with the team as well, rather than just watching it on TV. Uh, our next email comes from Tommy Cunningham. He is in Manhattan Beach, and he says, Hey, Eddie, I really enjoy the daily content. I always learn something new uh, about the Kings from you. That's, that's good to know. 
Uh, he says, who are your top five Kings that need to stay healthy this year? I've got Kopitar, Dino, and Quick uh, are my top three um, because of their production and experience and the difference between them and Byfield and Peterson. Also, if Fagamo makes the opening day lineup, would he be on the second power play unit? I'm worried about having so few right shot forwards, especially with Arbitson out to start the season. Hopefully he comes back soon. Yes, hopefully he does come back soon rather than later, but they don't want to rush him because they need him for the playoffs. Um, we we obviously saw that uh, this year in the postseason, not having him was was difficult. Um, I would definitely agree with Kopitar and Quick as far as um, – two guys that need to stay healthy. Obviously, Kopitar is the leader on and off the ice. We need him for the bulk of the season. Quick, I mean, I think it kind of speaks for itself. I, I think Quick is going to be the number one goalie again. That remains to be seen. But you obviously have to have your number one goalie um, be healthy. Although we do have kind of more on that coming up in another question. Um, I would also, instead of Deneau, I would put Dowdy out there as well. I think he is one of the heart and souls of the team and certainly the, the leader and the captain of the defense, if you will. Uh, and coming off of his injury from last year where he missed so much time, he's so genuinely excited about this season. I think it would be just devastating for him and for Kings fans if he were to get seriously injured again and have to miss time again. Um, so I would go Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick. Maybe that seems a bit obvious. Um, I would also go actually Gabe Velarde, believe it or not, because I think this is the season where he has to prove it or he's done as a King. That's just my opinion. That's not something I've heard. Um, he's on a one-year deal um, and it's time. You know, there are a lot of younger guys that are waiting behind him for their turn. And if he doesn't prove it this year, I think that the Kings cut the cord on him and, and move on from him. So we shall see. Um, so I think Gabe Velarde getting hurt and, and not getting a chance to, to possibly at least prove himself uh, would be an issue. And who would be the fifth player that I have for the Kings? Um, oh, Quentin Byfield. Uh, Quentin Byfield has really worked hard this offseason to get prepared physically and mentally for this year. And I think he knows that the pressure's on a little bit. And I think he has something to prove to himself and to Kings fans and to maybe management, maybe his teammates, that he is worthy of being that second overall pick in the draft recently. And so for him to get hurt and get have a setback and not be able to kind of hit the, hit the ice running, so to speak, when the season starts, because I think he's going to have um, a, certainly a step up in his play and production this year. For him to get hurt, and miss significant time, that would be incredibly disappointing as well. As far as uh, Samuel Fagamo playing on the second power play unit, look, if he makes the team and starts the season playing on the second line, I, I think that certainly speaks very well about how, what they would believe in his abilities. And I got to believe that he would be on that second power play unit if he makes the team and plays on the second line. And, and that certainly re is remaining to be seen. Um, I, I'll be honest, I don't know what he did in Ontario last year as far as being on the power, power play. I, judging by his numbers, I would be very surprised if he didn't play on either the first or second power play unit in Ontario. Um, I casually followed the rain last season. Now I'm much more invested in them because of doing the show. So that's a question I could answer about a player for next season more than I can for this season. So I don't know firsthand with 100% certainty uh, about Samuel Fagamo playing on the power play in Ontario. I would be shocked if he didn't, frankly. And, and like I said, if he does make this team start the season on the second line, I could definitely see him getting time on the second power play for the LA Kings. Uh, up next, I will answer what I think uh, are Jonathan Quick's chances of winning another Stanley Cup with the LA Kings. But first, 
I need to remind you that betonline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, games, matchups, and news and podcasts. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including baseball. MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. Our next email comes from Rich Inchino, and I think he was last week or the week before he was Prison Chino Rich. So this week he's just Rich Inchino, so maybe he got out. I don't know. Uh, He says... I'm just joking, Rich. Uh, He says, I am wondering what your thoughts are on the future for Jonathan Quick winning another Stanley Cup. In the modern era, since 1967, only three goalies have won the Stanley Cup over Quick's age of 36. They were Tim Thomas, Dominic Hasek, both at the age of 37, and Gump Worsley, he's going old school there, who twice won at the age of 38 and 39 on powerhouse teams. Quick's contract is up this year. Would you resign him at his current level of performance? Uh, by the way, I need to correct something I said on yesterday's show regarding Jonathan Quick. Uh, he was asked after um, the first day of training camp um, if he wants to basically be back with the Kings next year and sign an extension. Uh, I thought I heard him say, quote, well, if I can, end quote. Upon reviewing the video and the audio of it, he didn't say, well, if I can. He said, quote, well, that's end quote. So a little bit different and a little more, I guess, definitive on Jonathan Quick saying, yeah, in fact, I do plan on playing beyond this year and when my contract is up. So I wanted to make that clarification. Um, What I heard was I thought him saying basically, well, I hope so. Um, But the actual quote was more of that's the plan. That's what I'm, that's what I intend to do to play beyond this year. So, so I wanted to clarify that quote from Jonathan Quick. Um, do I think Jonathan Quick could be the number one goalie for the LA Kings and backstop them to a Stanley Cup title this year? I think it's possible. Um, you know, you, he's a star goaltender uh, who has won multiple Stanley Cups. There's not a lot of guys out there in the league that have that kind of a resume. And he did have a pretty good season a year ago. Is Jonathan Quick still an elite goaltender? I would say that that probably is not the case. But we've seen teams reach the Stanley Cup final in recent times that didn't have elite goaltending. Um, maybe like an Anton Kudobin in Dallas, uh, Martin Jones, former Kings goaltender with San Jose. I mean, he, he wasn't an elite goalie, I don't think you could say. Um, so it's not impossible for, for teams to uh, make it to the Stanley Cup final without a, you know, uh, Vezina Trophy caliber goaltender, which which Jonathan Quick likely is not that guy anymore. But do I think he's good enough? Do I think the team believes in him? Uh, I absolutely think they do. If he could get on a roll late in the year, if he doesn't have to play a, a, a lot of games this year, it could be se- uh, somewhat fresh. I think I think the, the Tim Thomas comp is kind of apropos. Um, they're kind of similar goaltenders who do it with physicality uh, and uh, athleticism. So maybe that's a pretty good comp. I, I Look, would I bet my hard-earned money on it? No, probably not. But do I think it's possible? Yeah, I think it's possible. I, I, like I said, because of Jonathan Quick's resume uh, and what he's done in the past and him knowing he can do it because he's done it before and the team knowing he can do it because he's done it before, I think that does play a factor into um, a goaltender getting hot at the right time and, and getting to lead his team to the Stanley Cup. That would be that would be an amazing thing for the Kings. There's no doubt about it. A great storyline as well. 
for him going into the final year of his contract. As far as would I resign quick at his current level of performance? Um, I think it depends on what he's willing to resign for, to be honest with you. Um, the Kings are already committed to Cal Peterson at $5 million per season for the next three seasons. Quick is making $5.8 million this season. I've mentioned this stat before, uh, but the Kings are paying their two goaltenders the most money of any tandem of goalies in the NHL because Carey Price is not playing this year, the Montreal goalie. If he played, he and their backup, whose name escapes me at the moment, I know they have a veteran backup, uh, they would make more than the tandem of Quick and, and Peterson. But Carey, Pick, uh, Carey Price is going on long-term in reserve, probably not going to play this year and may never play again. So his contract is off the books uh, for Montreal. So the Kings have the highest paid tandem of goalies in the league. Um, over almost $11 million, I think $10.5 million, something like that. That's a lot of money to invest in two goaltenders. And and to be you know frank, two goaltenders that aren't Vezina Trophy caliber goaltenders, right? So, um, But if Quick can play the way he did last season, this season, uh, and, and, and I think more, maybe more importantly that Cal Peterson plays the way last season, this season, the way he did last season, then they don't have a lot of options. So what would Jonathan Quick be willing to come back for on a one-year deal if he plays the way he played this past season? Uh, it's, it's an interesting question. I think a decent comp is Marc-Andre Fleury in Minnesota, a multiple Stanley Cup winner who's 37, um, and he's making $3.5 million per season. Would Jonathan Quick be willing to take a hometown discount to stay in L.A. and make three $3.5 million? I don't know the answer to that question, but it'll be very interesting to find out based on how he plays this year. But again, if he plays the way he played last season this year and the Kings make the playoffs and Cal Peterson doesn't assert himself again, I don't know that the Kings have many options as far as wanting to resign him. So we'll see. Uh, our next email comes from Mike in Camarillo. He says, how about my boy, Martin Kromiak? Did you see that uh, second rookie faceoff game? Two goals back to back to tie up the game following a Brant Clark game winner in the shootout. How Kromiak felt the fifth is in the fifth round is unbelievable. That was probably the greatest steal of the entire draft. Also, what the heck was Brant Clark doing at the end of the game after scoring the game winner in the shootout? Did you see what he did? He exited the gate where the players walk into the rink instead of going back to celebrate the victory with his teammates on the bench. That was so weird. Regardless, he has played great in the first two games, and I think he's going to be an amazing Kings player sooner rather than later. I'm going to love it if Clark makes the Kings roster this season out of camp and doesn't go back to junior. So those idiots who picked the Canadian World Junior squad the last two years can go suck an egg. Uh, would make them look like such fools if he was good enough to be in the NHL, but not good enough to make the Canadian World Junior team the last two years. Yeah, that would be that would be fun, Mike. Um, I did see your boy Martin Kromiak. I certainly was impressed. Uh, as far as him being uh, one of the steals of the draft, Josh Schaefer, who is the voice of the Ontario Wayne, echoed your sentiments the other day when we had him on the show, and he said he could be the steal of the draft as well. That's certainly to be determined. Kromiak, again, was a fifth-round pick. I, I went back and I eyeballed the 2020 draft, uh, and it's right now, no one outside of the first round has scored a goal at the NHL level. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see a couple of years if we can say Martin Kromiak was the steal uh, of the NHL draft. But I think he's um, he's on track to to perhaps be that. But first, let's you know, he's got to play an AHL season before he can even get in the NHL. But things are encouraging at this point. Uh, as for Brant Clark uh, and his strange reaction to that shootout game winner. Yes, I saw it. Yes, it was odd. Uh, my take on it was that he was pissed off because at the end of regulation, he took a cheap shot to the head from some jag hole on the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, and I think he was he was shaken up, number one. 
And I think he was probably upset about that, which I don't blame him one bit because there was no reason for it. And, you know, to get injured in that kind of an event with all the things he's got going for him would be very unfortunate. And I think when he scored that game winner, he was like, F you, I'm out of here. You know, not to his teammates, but kind of to the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, maybe it's even possible he was still kind of shaken up and he wanted to get in the locker room and kind of get his wits about him. I don't know, but it was it was odd, kind of the walk-off, so to speak, uh, in hockey. Um, we've seen that a few times, like in the NBA, where a guy will hit a three-pointer and then they'll just immediately run and sprint in the locker room. Um, it's kind of a... I won. I'm out of here. See ya. So that was kind of my take on um, on maybe what Brant Clark was was doing there. Uh, David in Vegas says, I just read an article. Uh, it was entitled the 2022-23 NHL Goalie Tandem Rankings from the Daily Faceoff. And it has the Kings goalies ranked a lot lower than I thought they would be. Do you think this is accurate or are the Kings fans hoping we should be ranked higher than this? Also, I think Quick is the greatest homegrown King, but Gretzky is still the greatest King due to his impact. Uh, I didn't see it initially, David, but on your recommendation, I did go and check out that article. And I don't really understand the premise of the story because the author had um, the number one tandem as Andre Vasilevsky and Brian Elliott of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And to me, that's not a great tandem. That's a great one goalie, uh, but not a great two goalie. So to me, if you're talking tandems, you're talking about two quality goaltenders. Now, that is rare in the NHL. There are a lot of teams that have one clear number one goalie, and then a backup. And if the one, number one goalie goes down, they're screwed. There's no, not a lot of depth at that position. Um, like last year, I think the best tandem was Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury in Minnesota. Those were two guys you could say were number one goalies on the same team. And in fact, Cam Talbot has now moved on to be the number one goalie in Ottawa, and Marc-Andre Fleury is now the number one goalie with Minnesota. Now that is rare, but to me, if you're talking about great tandems, that's a tandem. I don't think, it's like saying, the best tandem of quarterbacks in the NFL is Patrick Mahomes and whoever his backup is. No, that's not a great tandem. That just happens to be a really good starter and then another guy. So uh, the Kings, uh, Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson are ranked 26th out of 32 teams. And I do think that's a, a bit low. Um, I, I think, like I said, if, if you have a good tandem, if your number one goes down, number one goalie goes down, then you're not screwed, right? Uh, like, I don't know, Vancouver, if something happens to Thatcher Demko, they're screwed. Uh, so if something happened, now you can certainly argue that the tandem of Quick and Peterson, um, you know, kind of on the whole, neither one of them is is great or elite, but together, I think they do make a pretty good tandem. I think they either one of them can, can play on any given night and you're not losing that much, I think. So I, I think they should have been ranked higher, maybe more towards like 15 in the middle somewhere in that, in that regard, as far as being a tandem. But uh, and anyway, an interesting article. It, it did generate some some debate, which is what a lot of articles uh, are, are kind of uh, put out there to do. Uh, up next, I'm going to be asked my thoughts on the LA Kings uniforms. Um, but first, don't forget that Locked On NHL's podcast have you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channels. Breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Our uh, next question, and I guess our final question actually, comes from OC Steve, and he uh, is on Twitter. He says, what's your favorite sweater that they have not brought back yet in the Adidas era? Do you think it's time for the Kings to embrace the Chevy as the third sweater and for the rain to get a new look? 
Uh, well, I, I actually, I don't know if you, if you saw this, Steve, I did a previous episode. I apologize for not remembering which one it was where I talked about the Kings uniforms and how I thought they were really boring and they needed to get some color in them. Uh, I'm a big fan of the color purple, even though I'm not wearing any purple at the moment, a lot of, a lot of black here, but, uh, um, yeah, I'd love to see him get some purple in there. I've always been a big fan of a crown logo, whether it's the old purple and gold crown or the that other version of the crown they've had. They had a couple different versions. I'd like to see a big crown in the center as their primary logo. Um, but I do like the Chevy logo, which is the logo. Do I have my, if you're watching on YouTube, I do have my hat here. And that's nostalgic for me because that's the logo that was the logo of the Kings when I became a Kings fan. So I am nostalgic for that. So I wouldn't mind them going back to that logo. Um, I did really enjoy the reverse retro jerseys from two years ago now, I believe maybe three years ago uh, when they had the, the purple and gold colors with the silver Chevy logo in the center, kind of combining those two kind of iconic jerseys. From what I understand this year, the reverse retro jerseys 2.0 are going to be a white version of that, which I would absolutely love to get, but it does have gold and purple and that, that Chevy logo. And then the Kings um, alternates last year was that kind of throwback to that Chevy logo. I am a fan of that look, um, but if I had my choice, I would like to see him go back to some, some purple involved. If it's purple and gold, that's fine. And to get um, a crown logo uh, in the center. There is um, a, a, a website or I don't know, a group called Aesthetics, I-C-E-T-E-T-H-E-T-I-C-S. And you can follow them on Twitter at Aesthetics. Uh, and they follow hockey uniforms. And they've been breaking news on all the new reverse retro juices coming out this season and, and they're, they're hockey or sweater nerds. Uh, so if you want to follow them, they're a good follow. Uh, I have gotten numerous emails and messages asking if the LA Kings preseason opener this coming Sunday is going to be televised. It is in San Jose. As of the recording of this show, I don't have an answer for you, unfortunately. As soon as I hear something, I will tweet it out. Uh, if you know and you follow me on Twitter uh, and you want to tweet it out to me and everyone else, you can tag me in it and tweet it out. I'd re I'll retweet it as well. That would be great. Um, I do. Uh, I have seen information that the second preseason game, which is the next day, Monday in Las Vegas, is going to be on the NHL network and also on AT&T Sportsnet, which is in Vegas. So if you live in Vegas, I know we have listeners in Vegas that they want to watch. They can watch the Golden Knights feed, I suppose. That's a 7 p.m. Uh, game. Uh, the Kings did officially announce their full television schedule. That is uh, something that I retweeted on our Twitter account, and it's available for you. If you go to lakings.com, you can see the full TV schedule for the regular season, but the preseason is a work in progress. So not sure if that preseason game on Saturday, the first preseason game in San Jose is going to be televised or not. As soon as I hear something, again, I will tweet it out. So, um, you know, follow me on Twitter at locked on LA Kings and the Twitter account did blow up uh, over the past 24 hours with all the pictures and the videos I posted from training camp. So shout out to all the new followers on Twitter. Um, also, especially that Brant Clark photo that I talked about, got a lot of attention from people. They really seem to like it. The picture of Brant Clark looking at Jonathan quick as everyone was interviewing him and that look on his face, like, Oh, this is so cool. I can't believe I'm, I'm here sitting next to Jonathan quick and watching all this. He, he looked like he was about 15 years old, uh, just kind of sitting there checking it out. So anyway, that was a cool picture. Go check it out. If you haven't, it's, uh, again, it's at, uh, locked on LA Kings, the Twitter account. Uh, thank you obviously to all of you that emailed this week. I uh, really appreciate that. If you want to get your email in for a future, Feedback Friday show. Uh, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com. E D D I E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. 
Hey, thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you very much for watching Locked On LA Kings, for watching and for listening. Uh, And have a great weekend. Looking forward to training camp continuing and the preseason getting underway for our LA Kings. As we always say to close out the show, go Kings go.